read me romance read read me romance read me romance read read me romance you could take a look in a book that's fine or you could sit back relax and unwind and read me romance read read me romance Today's Read Me Romance is sponsored by Sweet Treats by Noel. If you're ever wondering where we get those delicious snacks at our signings, that would be her. You can check out her website and she ships because we're not even near her either. SweetTreatsbyNoel.com Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. <laughs> that was terrible. I wanted to try a different opening this week for, or this day <laughs> to you see know, if it I was different. Go back to listen to these. I'm saying the same thing over and over yep. again. That's exactly what I was thinking. Too. I'm always points out hey. that you write the word. I'm not going to say it because then you guys will start noticing in ours. <laughs> and then you notice every time I know exactly it. what words you're talking about because I read it. <laughs> like, stop using this word. <laughs> I remember one time you read one of my favorite authors or something. You're like, she uses one word over and over again, but I'm not going to tell you because it's going to piss you off. I'm like, thank you. Don't tell me. Never I know. Tell me. I uh, grave. And I remember we did this one time, too, where we were talking about audios and there was one narrator I was reading and I was like, I can't listen to it anymore. And it may have been one you recommended to me. And I was like, yeah, because it was the way she said something. And I was like, it's the way she says this word and it's got this weird tick on it. And I was like, I'm not going to tell you because you're not going to be able to listen to it anymore. Yeah, it was one of our books i think wasn't it oh no. shit it's been so long ago i don't know it doesn't matter <laughs> i'm not gonna think about it <laughs> i'm not telling you either <laughs> i no. don't know <laughs> i know i don't want to know just ignorance is bliss yes. <laughs> so uh welcome to read me romance this is alexa riley i'm leah mel. that's mel say hey <laughs> so we're here without Tessa today. Uh, usually during the week, we try to keep it short, under a few minutes. Because um, we so want to teach you. At a time. Yeah, exactly. And we don't want to just drain all your time and energy on us. Of course, we really do deep down, honestly. No, so you're here for the good stuff. You're here for Sky Warren. You're so close to the finish line with her, and she's just going to tease you the entire way. So blame her. Not us. Have fun. We're going to let you get back to it. We'll see you in a minute. Yeah. Go get to it. We'll see you guys after. Bye. Chapter 4 I wake up when it's still dark outside. I've always been an early riser, and according to the antique clock on the wall, today is no different. I stumble to the bathroom where I'm shocked fully awake by the sight of my favorite L'Occitane toiletries, he wasn't joking about how long he'd been preparing for this. I don't know whether to be flattered that he wanted me to be comfortable or terrified that he knows so much about me when I don't even know his middle name. The familiar citrusy scent soothes me despite my worries, and I step out of the steaming shower with a towel around my body. The closet contains full racks of clothes I would have bought at Ann Taylor in Banana Republic. I prefer simple clothes like the cream cable knit sweater and plaid slacks I pull from their hangers. Red Ralph Lauren pointed toe pumps from the shoe rack will be the only pop of color. I open a wooden drawer and freeze. Asher has been spot on about the things I like so far, but this underwear isn't anything I would have picked out for myself. There are no full coverage neutral briefs or black bikini panties that will hide neatly beneath my clothes. There's lace and patterns and ruffles. One pair of panties has a little eyedrop cut out in the front beneath the waistband. 
It hardly reveals a full square centimeter of skin, but the thought of wearing it makes me feel naked. The thongs are made of satin so soft, they make me think I might actually enjoy wearing them. It gets stranger when I try to find a bra to wear. There aren't any. As I search through the drawers, I find stockings and garters, scarves, even a hat, which is surprisingly cute. But there isn't a damn bra in the entire walk-in closet. Problem, comes a low voice from behind me. I whirl, clutching the towel close to me, using the clothes I haven't yet put on as a shield. What are you doing here? Thought I'd come wake you, but you're already up. Excellent. I have to be at the work site by 7 a.m., or the guys get the idea they can be late too. There aren't any bras, I say, my cheeks flaming. I did embarrassing things last night. I climaxed again and again against the wall of my childhood home, in the cab of his truck, while humping a pillow on the bed 10 feet away from us. But discussing my underwear with him feels more intimate. An eyebrow lifts. You don't need one. I stare at him, more shocked in this moment than when Nathan Fitzsimmons snapped the strap of my training bra in sixth grade. What's this for? He said, you don't have anything to put in it. I've always been flat, despite the multitude of push-ups I tried through middle school, the padded bras in high school, and I've mostly accepted that shortcoming, at least until Asher Cook looks at me with calm refusal. Excuse me, I managed to say. I'm the one who decides that. He gives me a half smile, completely unfazed. That's where you're wrong. I'm the one who decides what you wear and for how long. I'm the one who's going to tear that off you. But those pretty little tits you're hiding under that towel, I want access to them any time of the day. Pretty little tits? I'm flat. He shakes his head. You're small, and I'm big. And you know what? I think you like that. I think it makes your tight pussy even tighter, thinking of how I could overpower you. A shiver runs through me, and he's not entirely wrong. There's pleasure, and there's fear, which only serves to make it sharper. What would it be like if he didn't let me out of the closet? What would happen if he demanded that I drop the towel? My fist tightens on the thick cloth, because I already know what would happen. I would fight him, I would lose. His soft laugh fills the room. The hair on the back of my neck rises. Come downstairs, he says, already turning away. We have a full day ahead of us. I can't wait. Chapter five. Fabric rubs against my breasts with every small movement, leaving them tender, I cheated ever so slightly, wearing a thin camisole beneath the cable-knit sweater in lieu of a bra. The plan backfires because the silk brushes against my nipples. By the time I walk downstairs, my nipples are hard and jutting up against the heavy fabric. 
Awareness of my breasts spreads and spreads until I'm standing in a strange room, thinking of nothing but my pretty little tits. That's what he called them, and for the first time I actually believe that might be true. They might be pretty and little. They might be small, if he were to caress them with his large, calloused hands. Asher stands with his back to me, broad shoulders encased in a white t-shirt and a fresh pair of jeans. His boots complete a look I know is designed entirely from utility. That's what this man is made of, work and strength and determination. But around him, that's a different story. There are paintings on every wall, some taller than me, all of them museum quality. The one he's looking at is a painting of a cherry blossom tree in full bloom, the flowers swirling around, so lifelike you can almost smell the bittersweet scent of them. We need to talk, I say, stepping into the room. I've donned my armor in the form of clothes. I won't be cowering in a towel for this conversation, and I'm not going to let him distract me with sex. He turns, his eyes alight with amusement. We can talk on the way to the work site. I take a step forward. Why do I need to come with you? Because, he says with exaggerated patience, one or two fucks, they aren't going to pay for what your daddy owes me. It's going to take a lot more than that. So you want what? An assistant? His laugh is molten steel. Yes, exactly. You're going to assist me. Bullshit. You want to show me off so the whole city knows my father owes you money. You want to humiliate my family but I'm not going to let you do that. You aren't? What kind of fool do you take me for? I'm not going to agree to any deal that's indefinite or that harms our ability to do business in the future. If you want me to pay with my body, fine. Then you tell me exactly how many nights it will take to work off the money. He turns to look back at the cherry blossom. It would have been easier for you if your father told you. Suspicion is a dark churn in my stomach. Told me what? That there's no end date. He wouldn't have. My throat is too tight to speak. He wouldn't have made a deal like that. Except I didn't think he would make a deal like this either. I'm not sure what my father's capable of anymore. I look around the room with fresh eyes, seeing the incredible quality of artwork displayed here. Art I've seen in studios around the city. Artists I recognize who work out of New York City and London. He drives a completely ordinary truck. He wears ordinary clothes, but he has art like this hanging on his wall. This is the kind of wealth that isn't meant to show off. It's been spent on things he enjoys. And I'm becoming very afraid that I'm his latest acquisition. What would my father have told me? I ask, relieved that my voice doesn't shake. This isn't for one night, or two. He turns to face me, his expression grave. It's for your hand in marriage. We're engaged, beautiful. We're going to be married. I stare at him, uncomprehending. But that's impossible. A humorless smile. Because I'm a dirty construction worker, and you're the beautiful June Lee. My father would have told me that. 
He was supposed to. And last night, I was going to have a conversation with you. Instead, you acted like I was beneath the dirt on your shoes. And your father pretended like I was some kind of monster. My chest feels tight. I didn't know. No, you didn't. It wasn't your fault, but I suppose I felt like punishing you for that. So I acted like I was there to fuck you for a few thousand dollars a pop. Another hollow laugh. Of course, I didn't realize that the scariest thing for you would be marriage to me. This is the man from my foyer last night. The one uncompromising and almost cruel. Part of me wants to reassure him. It comes from hurt, this coldness. Except what he's saying is too true to deny. It is terrifying to realize I've been married away without my consent, even in this century. Terrifying that it could have happened without me even knowing. Oh, I'm sure I could refuse to get married at the altar. I don't think my situation is so far gone that I can't. But what would I do if I'm not honoring my father? I'm supposed to be the good daughter. I've lost my family and my identity in one night. Let's go, Asher says, his voice like steel. He opens the front door and makes a mocking bow for me to step through. It's time to go to work. He means his work site, where he shows up on time so his men don't get the idea they can be late. And he also means work for me, because that's what this marriage has become. My obligation, my duty. The only way to honor a heritage I believe in to marry a man who sees me as an object to acquire. Hey guys, hey, is that it? <laughs> That's it for today. So welcome back with us. Almost finish line. Almost, you've got one day left. You guys can do it, we promise. Thanks for sticking with us so far. We appreciate it. Where, is there anything we need to tell them We're about? We're about ourselves, remember? Oh, absolutely. Let's 100% talk about ourselves right now. So Christmas is right around the corner. We were going to talk about ourselves. <laughs> no, know, right? I'm sorry. I was having a moment there, but I'm back. It's okay, guys. Don't worry. Well, we were trying to find Christmas books by some of the other authors that have gone already. And we're like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. More Christmas books. I know. Or Step it up, coming. season one. Yeah, this bullshit season one round of 10 authors that we have. We're like the only ones who have just like heavy hit the Christmas books. So... I mean, listen up, season one. We're going to pitch them. Just suck it. And we've got a wide <laughs> range of them. I can't go a whole week without telling somebody to suck it. So, um, yeah, it's season one right now. Do it. So let's talk about our Christmas books that we have. We have um, Snow and Mistletoe, which so is strange. about a chick that, well, it's about a girl that does uh, audio oh, narration, right? right? I forgot about that. <laughs> you forgot? No, I forgot? Did you forget? I did. I remember, yeah, he owns like, yeah. the audio company. He's a recluse. Yeah, he does. The, yeah, yeah. And she does like the narration and stuff. Oh, yeah. And so it's. Right. Yeah. It's written. He and would he send her like dirty shit her. to say. Yeah, and he makes mm-hmm. her call him and read scenes. Yep. And he like picks the dirty yep. ones. And she's always oh, like, oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Snow and Mistletoe is one of our favorites. That might have been one of like the first Christmas books we I wrote, I think. Oh, it was so much fun. So that's a good one. Um, the other one we have is, oh, shit, Stealing Christmas. Oh, yeah. 
was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, both of those we did last year. We did Taking What's Naughty, which is a forced submission book. Um, if you are if you like this Skyworn book you're listening to right now, you will love our forced submission series. They can, they're all standalones. There's like nine of them, I think, now. But eight, yeah, we need to write a ninth one. That's right. But yeah, there's eight so far. One of them is a Christmas book. You can totally just pick that one up, read it on its own. You don't have to read the others in the series. It's a menage called Taking What's Naughty. It's in and a what's bundle, the other one? I believe, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's in the, is like it in the fourth submission, yeah, too? Yeah, like, it's a second fourth submission bundle, and there's three books in it, but they're That's right. short. They're just fun, quick reads that are really dirty, but it's in there. It has, and like, a bluish-green cover. The same it would be if it was on its own, and it's in Kindle. By itself. Yeah, so go grab that, and all of our Christmas books are in there, and, and 99 cents at Kindle Limited. Where she works in the mall. Yeah, that's right. She's that like, was the one we did last L. year. Uh, that was the one where we both, um, so Mel and I, you know, a lot of people know that we write, uh, generally alternate chapters and stuff. So Mel usually writes the opening on the book. And so I went in to the opening and sometimes, um, she doesn't name the character. She just lets me do it when I go through. And I went in and I wrote the name Noel and I read down a little bit and I see that she's called the heroine Noel. And I was like, wait a minute. Did we just name the heroine the same thing? Like we and we totally did. It finally I mean, we share a brain as it is, but we both thought, Oh, we should have a Christmas name. And this is the name we picked out of all the Christmas names we could have chosen. So that was kind of a fun thing. But um yeah, stealing Christmas is adorable. She works for the mall that uh, this guy hires her to come to his party and it, it's just it's adorable. So And you know what? Now that I think about it, I think our shifter series brushes up against Christmas towards the end. Oh, it does. That's right. The like last one. Snow the snow one. Yeah, snow and yeah, the um finding snow. Oh, that one's so good. With like a bear shifter. Yeah. And he's, uh-huh, like, he's a bear shifter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's so she's like Snow White. She lives in the woods with three brothers and yeah, that was really, okay. Yeah, so Finding Snow was around Christmas too because I remember we talked about like the other two the other two books previously. They're all like setting up their Christmas yeah, trees and everything the like that. Starts at Halloween and then goes yeah. through mm-hmm. Thanksgiving into Christmas, but just it's all in a bundle yeah. now. So you would start at Halloween and go through the series. Yeah. So if you wanted that one, that's called Fairy Tale Shifters, and again, that's in the it's in ninety nine cents. It's Kindle Unlimited, and all those books are bundled up together. And I'm sure so. we're writing a million Christmas books right now. Oh, my God. I love writing Christmas books. It's the best. Oh, I was just going to say, we got mad the other day because I was looking for new releases for you guys. And I'm like, <laughs> these people have Christmas books. This is bullshit. I didn't know we could do this yet. It's not even a holiday. No, we could go ahead and release them now. Yeah, because, this, uh, you know, when we're recording this, it's still the beginning of October. And so we're like, this is bullshit. People have Christmas books out. Before I forget, I do want to say, I warn shit. If you like heavy equipment, the hero Asher in that, he is also featured in another one of her books, Survival of the Richest. There's a prequel to Survival of the Richest called Trust Fund and that's free right now go grab it you can meet archer and then also in heavy equipment the town that this takes place in is also featured in the book the pawn and that's free right now too so you can go grab both of those free books trust fund and the pawn and get the pre-order for heavy equipment that's going to be in the episode description you can go grab that i think that's it for scott warren so just get that out of the way. You want you want to go back to talking about us for like three hours? Because I'm totally okay with that, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good. I guess that's it. Fine. I give up. Fine. Yeah, you're going to get the final episode tomorrow, and Tess is going to be back with us. So put your pants on, Mel. <laughs> I, don't have, I don't got it. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Have a great afternoon. Go fuck your day up. We'll see you guys later. Bye. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind. And read me romance. Read, read me romance.